Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for June 24th. In the year of our Lord, 2022, this is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and uh, to, promote, to promote God, family, and country on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt. We use the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. The checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful uh, solutions we have at our fingertips, and as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. It is a freedom-loving, fantastic, faith-filled. We're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time for ride day. We got a lot going on, too, that I want to bring to your attention, ladies and gentlemen. First off, the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association uh, has a new texting option for those who would like to keep up uh, with all they're doing. Please text the keyword CSPOA 53445. 53445. And uh, this low volume list will be used to keep you up to date on the real time happenings with the CSPOA. We will continually add ways to communicate good news from the CSPOA on a daily basis. And uh, that's how you do it. Simply text the letters to 53445, and you'll be added to the low-volume list and get text, ladies and gentlemen. Now, that's one thing I want you to know about. Second thing I want you to know about is tonight at Liberty Hall in Far West, Utah, 5 p.m. That's tonight, 5 p.m. It's free. There's food. Come here, Tom Jones. Tell his story at Liberty Hall. That's this Friday evening tonight, 5 p.m. And uh, you'll hear Tom speak about his heroic run. He's he's I think he's got eight left. Well, after today's run, it'll be eight marathons left. It is just shocking that this guy can run like this. It's it just wow. Anyway, you'll also hear Dennis Levitt of United We Pledge. He'll share the vision. Of uniting the fire of patriotism in our youth. Uh, we're talking about the American Village West. Now it's calling, uh, I think it's called Liberty Village now. And um, I will be there as well. I'll MC the event. We'll have music, food. It's all free. You don't have to register. Just come. 5 p.m. Liberty Hall. All right. Now, let's do the recap of yesterday's show. It was Thursday. And, of course, that means Brian Rust of RustQuentinGift.com and Kelly Finnegan, well-known senior chemist. Both of them were on the air. We talked about the Honest Money Report. We talked about crypto's price plunge. Yeah, it exposed the cryptocurrency's unstable roots, writes the New York Times. Now, I'm sure we don't agree with the New York Times on much, but we both agree that, you know what? These fiat currencies, doesn't matter if they're paper by your government, Centrally controlled, uh, decentralized like crypto. It's all fake fiat money, folks. It's all unconstitutional currency. So we agree that the unstable roots of the cryptocurrency is the problem. 
Now, the New York Times, and we might agree for uh, agree on this for different reasons. Nevertheless, we agree. We also talked about hackers stole millions in digital assets from popular cryptocurrency exchange, Crypto.com. They lost millions by hackers. Now, that smacks of this next story. Binance is what it's called. It's a cryptocurrency. One of the largest and one of the most popular cryptocurrencies or crypto exchanges, if you will, was hacked in 2019 for roughly $40 million. <laughs> See, these are the people that tell me that the blockchains are solved, that there's no way a scandal could happen. That's why they're so incredible. Well, you're wrong. I just gave you two cryptocurrencies that are melting down or that have melted down or that have lost significantly. You want a third one? All right, well, everybody got all excited about the Let's Go Brandon cryptocurrency. Um, when it was new, the new cryptocurrency called Let's Go Brandon literally rose 150% within the first trading week. Incredible, right? And now, now Let's Go Brandon crypto coin turns into total dumpster fire. Let's Go Brandon cryptocurrency is now basically worthless. Let's go, Brandon Coin Creators. Now hit with a class action lawsuit because it isn't as secure as everybody thought and people were trying to get rich and all that kind of stuff. Now they say hard cash might be getting colder. The question is, does the use of cash have an expiration date? USA Today asks that question. We also talked about don't expect much from the gimmick gas tax holiday. It's all bogus. That was hour one. Hour two, we talked to our guest, Pete Sepp of the National Taxpayers Union. We talked about Biden gas tax holiday could worsen. Jeremy Ash with the article from National Taxpayers Union, NTU.org. We also talked about Rand Paul's six cents would put the budget on the right track. Damian Brady with NTU wrote that one. We talked also about the federal U.S. government has spent $95 trillion since the year 2000 alone. $95 trillion. And when you divide that by the 330 million Americans, it's $287,000 for every man, woman, child, and illegal alien in the country. We will never, ever, ever be able to pay it back, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we talked about it's expected that the high court ruling regarding Roe versus Wade will be followed by violence unleashed across the nation by those who support abortion. The threat is so credible now that the U.S. Department of Homeland Security has already issued a terrorism threat advisory bulletin for the release of the ruling. In other words, when the ruling comes out, the bulletin is into effect. The advisory warns of widespread violence by abortion rights extremists against pro-life organizations, pregnancy centers, churches, businesses, and even taking on individual pro-life advocates. The people who commit these crimes obviously have no respect for the rule of law. All right, Sheriff Richard Max with me. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Sam. No problem. Welcome, sir. Well, thanks. It's great to be with you. Let's see what day is it. Okay. Friday. It's great to be with you this beautiful Friday morning. <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. Now, what do you think, though, when uh, 
this is positive proof. You know, they've always had these debates when the liberals and conservatives are out doing something. All oh, the conservatives are the one, the white supremacists. They're the ones causing all the violence and the problems. But it's interesting in the Roe versus Wade ruling when it comes back pro-life or they defend life, which they're expected to do. I have my doubts that it'll be as clean cut as we had hoped because of the delays. I'm convinced they're reworking it somehow based on the leak, which I believe was intentional. Nevertheless, Homeland Security, which I disagree with that whole organization, that was created by the Republicans, but I digress. Uh, the point that I'm trying to make here is that, look, um, there's going to be violence by the left big time. So much that the Homeland Security has already issued a terrorism threat advisory bulletin. There's going to be violence everywhere. There's already been over 41 literal acts of violence traced to this. But as far as I understand, no compatibility. or I'm sorry, no accountability. But this shows you who the violent ones are, as blatant as it gets, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. And uh, I think the Supreme Court's going to uh, be pretty strong on this because of what they did with the Second Amendment. Uh, extremely uh, powerful decision yesterday on defending the right to keep and bear arms. And, uh, you know, of course, the uh, the left has already come unhinged and they don't know how to handle this. Uh, they, they only accept anything uh, when they win, of course, as you alluded to. And so I, I think that that's a sign that they're going to come out as strong uh, on the, uh, the the right to life. And uh, even if we lose, like, the one who's really been crazy on decisions uh, since he's been in there, and that's Roberts, if the other five come out and do it, uh, they don't need Roberts. You know, so um, I, I, you know what, I hope, uh, I hope they do it right. Amen to that. Time will tell, folks, what it really ends up being uh, in reality, okay? Um, we've got a big problem uh, in America, which we'll get into here in just a second, um, folks. But here's the deal. Headline says this. Justices nullify New York's limits on guns in public. Now, that's weird to me when they say in public, first of all. But then it says the decision was a 6-3 to three decision based on a broad interpretation of the Second Amendment. Now, I don't know that it was a broad ruling. It was just a reality ruling. The problem that people don't understand was they say that this right shall not be infringed. Um, it's not broad or narrow. It's just factual, Sheriff. But it's interesting to me how they say the justices nullify. Nullify is usually used um, in different ways, right? Yeah, I, I didn't uh, actually it wasn't very broad. It, it, it just had that one thing in there. In fact, uh, they even came out and said, well, we didn't say how, how you can do this. So it did not take care of every infringement. All right, we'll talk about it more with Sheriff Richard Mack in seconds. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. 
America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com Calling all patriots, come meet a modern-day hero, Tom Jones, on day 68 of his 76 marathons in 76 days on behalf of the American Village West. We'll be at the Liberty Hall in Far West, Utah, on Friday evening, June 24th at 5 p.m. There will be free food and drinks. Who is Tom Jones? Loving Liberty's Sam Bushman interviewed him on day one in Alabama just moments before he began his first marathon. Get to know Tom at unitedwepledge.org. In message one, we said that Satan, the father of lies, John 8:44, gave the left evil, spiritual power the more they used the lies. The political left today is the beast. Now the Bible confirms that the dragon gave him, the beast, his power. Revelation 13, 2. The extra evil spiritual power that comes from the beast by their lying is what accounts for the string of the leftist criminals in the government that have never yet been prosecuted. It also explains why American capitalists support communism in the 21st century. Note 1. That behavior of capitalists was predicted by Vladimir Lenin, a cell of the beast. Note 2. Henry Ford was a capitalist, and he would have never gone communist. The difference between Ford and the present-day, end-time capitalists is that Ford was born and educated in the Kingdom of Christ, 19th century America, the New Jerusalem, Revelation 21. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman and Sheriff Richard Mack on your radio. We're talking about this gun control win at the Supreme Court. They say justices nullify New York's limits on guns in public. I didn't know it was different for guns in public versus your home. I just understand it shall not be infringed. Nevertheless, they say in public, it was a six to three Decision by the courts, and they say gives big win to gun advocates. Justices strike down. They say that it violated the Constitution. The precedent is that the ruling will have consequences way beyond just New York. California, Hawaii, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Jersey, and Rhode Island also have what they call, listen, proper cause laws uh, similar to New York's. New York's law has been on the books for more than a century. So I want to get to that in just a minute. But, Sheriff, they say this is a broad ruling. I find it quite narrow. We're not talking about in your home. We're talking about in public and this this just cause discussion. So here's the deal. If I wanted to conceal carry, I had to go to the government, fill out a form, and ask permission to justify the reason that I wanted to be able to do this. And in most cases, they would say, no, Sam, your reason doesn't qualify, or you're not justified, or you don't have um, this, whatever you want to call it, cause, right? You don't have just cause. And, and so all they've really done is say, hey, when you say that there's just cause or whatever, or, or, or you know, vet everybody for that, uh, that violates the Constitution. To me, that's really, really, really narrow if you want to be technical. Now, it's a big win, don't get me wrong, but it isn't broad like they're uh, indicating at all, sir. No, it wasn't. And I, I think we need to remember, uh, g- going back to the intent of the Founding Fathers, 
when they promulgated the Second Amendment and what it was for and the abuses that they had um, undergone under the King George uh, King George III regime and and the go along Parliament with the King that the abuses that they uh, experienced uh, brought them to the point of uh, promulgating this, the Second Amendment and making sure that it was part of the untouchable rights. And the, these again, they, something that did come out numerous times uh, in some of the comments on uh, the news is that this was this was done uh, to respect what the founding fathers were actually trying to do. Uh, in a way, it, it, as you alluded to, it didn't do that at all. What it did is just kind of shoot down things, the thing that you were just talking about, and that is that we don't have to go to government and justify some sort of reasoning for me to, for you and me to, to keep and bear arms uh, because it's not going to get rid of background checks. It's not going to get rid of uh, waiting periods. Of a lot of the uh, other restrictive New York and all these other liberal states' laws, it's not going to get rid of all those other laws on the books. It no. just simply says, hey, no. I don't have to apply for proper cause anymore and get turned down all the time. That's unconstitutional. Correct. But that's it. Correct. So it's not a big win. It's a good win. I mean, it's true. Yes. But it's not a big win at all, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, it, 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 it didn't get rid of infringement. Uh, but, it, you know, it is a huge step in the right direction. Uh, and and the 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 mayor of New York came out and said uh, they're taking us back to the old west. You're going to wonder if every person next to you has a gun. You're not doing that now, and especially the the idiot mayor from Chicago. She she had uh, the audacity to say that this is going to make us more violent. Are you kidding? How could you? Why have you assailed the violence going on until yesterday's ruling? Because she's been a no-show on the horrible violence. So you, New York and Chicago, the 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 idiot mayors there coming out with their stupid statements that uh, now we're going to be violent. Are you kidding? Look at the violence you're already experiencing, and it has a lot to do with uh, your own stupid policies that you never want to uh, examine. But let's let's be real here before we move on with any of the other comments about this ruling and about the uh, Second Amendment. The Second Amendment guarantees, according to the founding fathers, yes, it, it protects our right to self-defense. But more importantly, it protects our right to rebel against tyrannical government. And, and that's – I'm using words not only, that are not only to rebel but to draw the line and say you cannot cross these lines we're going to back it up with force if we must yes yeah not, not that we want to correct. if we must ladies and gentlemen yes. let's be clear we're in a defensive posture but we're not in a let you run us run us over posture right yeah it, it does and that's what people don't hardly ever say uh the the ones I was listening to when I got into my hotel room last night because uh, I really I was really too busy all day to really get in some of the comments and I did want to see what they were saying a, a lot of them and I can't remember I don't want to 
pick on Laura Ingram if she didn't go that far because she was going really far with her support of this decision. I do. It's time to quadruple down, sir. We're out of time now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So they don't get that part about us being in charge and that we the people are the ultimate say and that it is it it is as you have said it's our right to draw the line uh and we are in charge of this government and these other mayors uh, that i mentioned uh new york and, and uh, isn't the lady in uh, the mayor in chicago lightfoot her last name lightfoot the, these people were absolutely so stupid i can't even believe uh, that they could get elected in places like Chicago or, or New York. It's so ridiculous, the, the things they're saying. And, and they do not understand or care that you have a right uh, to keep and bear arms. Uh, they're all saying, well, your right to keep and bear arms be damned. And when they get elected, they swear that they will protect that right. Yeah, I know. Uh, so in, in their violation of it, uh, in my opinion, creates a little bit of criminal activity going on. Now, listen, here's the next interesting point about this very narrow ruling that everybody's saying is incredible and awesome. And don't get me wrong. It's a real step in the right direction. I agree. But I will say it's so limited. Now, they say the ruling will have effect in all these other states, but that's only if it's challenged everywhere. Okay. The Supreme Court ruling should have broad effect across the country, but it won't. All you'll have is a bunch of lawsuits filed. I don't know where you go beyond the Supreme Court, though, but they'll have a lot of suits filed. Um, a lot of these cities and counties, they're basically bringing their legislative bodies into session emergency session right now saying, how can we jettison the Supreme Court on this one, Sheriff? Yeah, and you're right. I mean, where do you go from here? And I believe that these mayors and some of the governors uh, yeah, the New York governor was really coming unhinged too last night and uh, all day yesterday. Um, I believe they're going to intentionally uh, violate it. And who's gonna who's gonna from the federal government especially who's gonna come and enforce it? <laughs> you know. So uh, the Biden administration certainly isn't going to go after any of the states or uh, major city mayors who violate uh, this ruling. And, and so, but the people. Uh, are going to have to do uh, that follow-up. They they really well, in are. My, and, and my problem with this, what they're going to try to do is they're going to try to use legislative groups to try to overturn um, the courts on this. And what they're going to say is, look, sure. all they're going to do is have them legislate this into law, and then the, what the court has to say won't matter because it's the law. And my response is, wrong again, but it'll take forever to go to the Supreme Court to solve this one, and it'll be even much yeah. more difficult for the court to have the guts to say this, but I will. Remember, there's checks and balances in America, ladies and gentlemen. And even if governments pass a law that conflicts with the supreme law, then that law that conflicts with the supreme law is null and void on its face. So even if they pass this legislative manipulation to try to overturn the courts on this because they don't respect the rule of law, um, it's null and void, folks. Okay, understand that reality check. The legislative bodies have no authority to upend the supreme law of the land. Okay, you need to understand that very clearly. If you want to change the supreme law, there's ways to do so, and it ain't get your local legislative body to try to reject the supreme law. That isn't the way it works in America. Never has, never will. However, people will be deceived on this till the cows come home, Sheriff. Yeah, they will, and one of them was Breyer when he uh, gave some of his dissenting opinion, and uh, Alito uh, 
specifically addressed what he was saying. Uh, the court doesn't always do this, uh, uh, do an argument of back and forth between uh, two of the judges who are on the opposite sides. But uh, he, he addressed something really powerful, and that was Breyer just kept talking about all the horrible shootings in America, which justify, of course, justify the destruction of the Second Amendment. Crazy. We've got more, ladies and gentlemen. Just so you know, in New York, this law has been on the books for a century, over a hundred years. My point to be made about that in seconds with a good Sheriff Mac, CSPOA.org, on your radio. Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. A suspect charged with attempting to murder Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh pled not guilty in federal court Wednesday. Authorities confiscated a gun and a knife from the suspect when they arrested him near Kavanaugh's home on June 8th. An FBI affidavit from that day stated the gunman admitted intending to kill Kavanaugh. The Senate passed gun control legislation Thursday, with some Republicans joining Democrats to attach more laws on law-abiding citizens. The 65-33 vote capped a month of negotiations. The red flag laws attached to the bill will give the government the okay to take guns away from anyone they deem unfit. Representative Roger Williams from Texas on Newsmax says we're doing this backwards. We should secure our schools before we have the gun debate. Stanley Cup finals continue tonight at 8 Eastern. The Colorado Avalanche lead the best-of-seven series three games to one. We are USA Radio News. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. The least affected age group with virtually no deaths during the entire pandemic can now get a vaccine. Children as young as six months old are now eligible to be vaccinated against COVID-19 following the approval late last week by the FDA and the CDC of Moderna and Pfizer doses for kids between six months and five years old. CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky spoke Thursday during a White House COVID task force briefing about the importance of getting young kids vaccinated. Young children do not need to have an underlying condition to be at risk of severe disease. In fact, over half of children hospitalized with COVID-19 were otherwise healthy and had no underlying medical condition. According to the latest data from the CDC, 442 children under the age of five have died from COVID during the pandemic. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. We are USA Radio News.
All right, we're talking about the fact that the Supreme Court delivered a victory for gun rights, ladies and gentlemen. That's great news, don't get me wrong, but they're calling it a broad, incredible ruling. It's very narrow indeed. All it deals with this is this um, very narrow term, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready? The term is considered, uh, what is it called? Proper cause? Yeah, that's a word you probably never even heard of, right? Well, it's been on the books in New York for well over 100 years. Proper cause says, I've got to go to my government, explain why I want a gun, uh, why I want a concealed carry or whatever, and then they'll come back and decide if my cause is just or not. Ladies and gentlemen, absolute violation of the law. Well, here's the problem. Now I don't have to go get that permission ahead of time, but I still have to have a background check and all the other bogus national stuff and a whole lot of other New York restrictions. Shame on them for all of this. But, Sheriff, this ruling says that New York is unconstitutional in their action here. Now, I find that interesting when you think about that, right? Unconstitutional. Now, that's something we say, and they mock us forever about this. And we say when something is unconstitutional or it violates the Constitution, that we need to stand up to stop them in that violation of the Constitution. Now, this law has been on the books for 100 years, Sheriff. So for 100 years, for some reason, the courts haven't taken it on. Nobody's taken For some reason, they've been allowed to violate the Constitution for 100 years. Now, with a constitutional sheriff standing up and saying, "Uh uh-uh, like you did when you beat Bill Clinton at the Supreme Court, we would not have been abused for 100 years, sir. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I guess that's a a great historical perspective. Uh, Yeah, and I I really look forward to some of this coming because the states and cities that want to continue with the gun control and tell the uh, Supreme Court to go hang it – this is going to allow people uh, a lot of leverage in court and uh, suing uh, these other jurisdictions uh, would be uh, in order. And uh, if any of those cases uh, hit the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court's going to have to uh, side with the citizens. And it could be large monetary awards uh, to these people who want to keep and bear arms and know that this is, as you have said, unconstitutional. And when they uh, intentionally violate the Constitution in such a manner, I think it, uh, these cities and, and states are going to have to uh, go along uh, with this order from the court uh, because it's going to cost them too much money. And, and I think that's the only way this is going to be enforced if citizens actually take up uh, those cases. And, and so I don't know. And and then if the Democrats get enough uh, Democrats to replace some of these Republicans, uh, because uh, Thomas is probably due to retire pretty soon, and and if 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 even Biden were able to uh, take care of that uh, replacement, uh, it's going to start narrowing all of this, and and you know may, yes, maybe <laughs> and maybe another Democrat's going to reverse all this. You know? That's all true, but I rewrote the headline now. Here's what it says. Listen carefully. Okay. New York's unconstitutional pretend law has been on the books for more than a century. 
Isn't that the truth, Sheriff? Because if it's unconstitutional, it's a pretend law. It's not a real law. It's unconstitutional. No. The only ones violating the law are the governments of New York that uphold this pretend law. Right? Yeah, of course. Of course. And, and you could probably count uh, hundred, hundreds, if not thousands, such laws. And there's, there's still uh, about 20,000 gun control laws in, in this country. Uh, and so um, I wonder if they're going to do anything about this federal agency that exists to monitor uh, how you can keep and bear arms. And that's the BATF. And how is it Amen. that they have a federal agency that now is hellbent on gun control? The, the, the BATF, especially the people in charge of that per Biden, uh, they, they violate this all the time. They violate the Second Amendment all the time. So they've been violating the Constitution for over a hundred years, ladies and gentlemen, and they've been pretending it's a law, and it's not. And when we say we need to stand up and not uphold those things, they say, well, why do you sheriffs want to run around and pretend which laws you're going to pick? Why do you sheriffs want to run around and act like you can just disobey the law? Because it isn't the law. That's the point. It's unconstitutional. The Supreme Law takes precedent. And until the courts deal with it, individuals have to stand up. For the rule of law. Okay, that's what the rule of law is about, is deciding when there's conflicting realities, what do you side with? And the answer is the supreme law of the land takes precedence over and over. Nobody can debate that, Sheriff. Yeah, and I was on I was on uh, Telemundo, uh, Telemundo uh, uh, yesterday uh, from the airport, and I actually got – she sent me a Zoom link so that I, I could do the interview with her while I was sitting there in the airport. I don't know what kind of a background I had uh, behind me, but uh, I, I told her the same the same thing we're talking about here, and 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 it, maybe it expands into this because you mentioned Hawaii and California and New York and uh, probably New Jersey. It, it really comes unhinged on uh, Second Amendment issues uh, because if you're just, uh, in fact, this uh, nurse and I can't remember her name, but about. 10 years ago, they arrested her, uh, and she's a black uh, American, and she she got arrested and her children taken away from her uh, because she merely had a gun in her car, and she came to New Jersey from Ohio where it was completely legal. And this is the problem with these gun control fanatics in other states. If I do that, if I try to uh, – like I could seriously, uh, reasonably – check my gun on an airplane and land in Hawaii and then have the authorities there arrest me for it. And, and same thing in California. Uh, and there's their, their stupid regulations regarding my right to keep and bear arms uh, really make me a, cr- a, a criminal for doing that, which is completely legal in Arizona. And so this, I hope this legislation Make some universal uh, law, law, uh, or or backs up the original law here, as, as you're talking about, pretend law, and, and that it backs up the Second Amendment for people who want to go someplace else in this country without having to worry about being arrested because there's stupid states that do not follow the law, and I should be protected from that. 
and every citizen as well. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Think about that. The law's been on the books for a hundred years, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> New York's law was so restrictive that it violated the Constitution, and it's been doing it for over a hundred years now. We've got a problem on our hands, though, ladies and gentlemen. While the courts, for once, are standing up and doing something right, as narrow as that victory is, the Supreme Court delivered a victory for gun rights. I agree with that. However, the Senate passed a gun control bill (laughs) for the first time in decades in a 65 to 33 ruling, setting up one of the most abusive uh, in my opinion, unconstitutional uh, gun violation bills in history. Literally 15 Republicans went along with this. Two were unaccounted for. So by their non-voter, by their missing an action, if you will, MIA status, it's really 17 Republicans went for this thing, Sheriff. Yeah. Um, and and one senator from Texas, Cornyn, has been ripped uh, by this conservative GOP that's really starting to make its uh, <laughs> make its physical appearance very well known throughout the world because of what they've done uh, in making a resolution overwhelmingly supporting uh, the resolution that they passed that uh, the 2020 election was fraudulent. Uh, and then they come out now booing and going against Cornyn, who's been in the Senate forever uh, from Texas. And uh, he, he, I think his legacy is going to be tarred uh, tremendously. And now they're even talking about because people, because of what they did, the state of Texas is not talking about seceding. Others are telling Texas, secede then. Uh, because they know that Texas has uh, talked about this before. And I'm telling you, I hope Texas does. And I, and I will move there, and I'll take you and your family with me. I, if Texas succeeds, you better believe it. I'm moving to Texas. All right, hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. I am Sam Bushman. He's Richard Mack. You're you, and you're listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Nobody takes it on like we do, ladies and gentlemen. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable in seconds. We got more on your radio. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency.
We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at freedomfactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. Freedomfactor.org. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So they've been in business via the Constitution for 100-plus years. The courts admit the truth for once, but Congress goes on a tear to violate our rights. Listen to me carefully, ladies and gentlemen. It is an absolute 100% betrayal of we the people and their oaths of office, 65 of them. 15 Republicans sold us down the river. Now, let me be very blunt. We need to absolutely reject them next election. So much so, so overwhelmingly, that even vote fraud won't save them. And we need to replace them with people who understand our God-given inalienable right of self-defense. We need to double down so hard that it's very clear in America about the rule of law. Look, you violated our right to keep and bear arms for over 100 years with this very narrow ruling. Okay, you violated the Constitution. Now you want to go ahead and have the legislative bodies sell us down the river too? Shame on you. This is an absolute beyond betrayal. It's criminal activity, Sheriff. Yeah, it is, Sam, and and it's the ultimate uh, betrayal, as you alluded to, but it is. uh, They're violating the law, and that's probably up to us, we the people, um, not to just get them out of office, uh, which with <laughs> vote fraud, you never know uh, that if that's going to be possible. And and perhaps the people who are committing uh, election fraud uh, will defend these people and make sure they stay in. See, how would any of these stay in uh, with, with no support from the Republican Party that's come out very bold in defense of uh, some principles that likewise have been violated for decades, maybe not a century like this law, this pretend law in New York has done. But this is this also needs to be that we take some sort of criminal action that there needs to be on the books if you intentionally violate the Constitution. No, sorry, wittingly or ignorantly violate the Constitution then uh, you're subject to criminal penalties, uh, not just the civil stuff and or just losing an election. They need to be held accountable criminally. And what is Congress doing right now but having a dog and pony charade going on, uh, the January 6th hearing uh, against Donald Trump? And even uh, a man by the name of Rusty Bowers, who I've known for a long time, uh, comes out to Washington 
and this is where he really blew it. Not that he's telling the truth about a phone call that he had with President Trump, but that he is adding credibility to this charade and sitting there in his chair uh, having a conversation with the biggest liar in Washington, D.C. history, Adam Schiff, and, and giving them credibility and acting like this whole charade is okay. And Rusty Bowers, uh, supposedly a, a constitutional conservative uh, who has sold his soul uh, to the Democrats and to uh, Adam Schiff and other liars uh, in Washington, has added legitimacy to what they're doing in this charade where Trump has allowed no input whatsoever, allowed no due process whatsoever. Uh, and this is – it's really kind of like a grand jury hearing. Uh, it's one-sided completely and entirely, and they're trying. They are trying to bring criminal charges against President Trump, again, because of their fear of this man. But this is, this is absolutely horrifying what this supposedly good uh, Republican did in adding legitimacy to this very illegitimate and illegal uh, Spanish Inquisition. Uh, this is a D.C. inquisition going after Donald Trump, and these types of Republicans like Cornyn and Rusty Bowers uh, must pay the price, but I just don't want it to be politically. When they do this and they violate this, it needs to be criminal. On well. primetime television, no less, with the media taking part in this. Ladies and gentlemen, let me say this differently so you guys understand. The Senate passed an unconstitutional pretend gun control bill okay that's what they passed you got to understand that it's it's pretend it isn't real why because it's unconstitutional what part of shall not be infringed do we understand now believe it or not sheriff before we get to the end of the hour i want to highlight these realities as well 97.8 percent of mass shootings occur in gun-free zones as the perpetrators know that we, the people, won't be there to stop them. Furthermore, only after antidepressants became commonplace did mass shootings really take off. And many of these mass shooters have been shown to be on antidepressants. So mass, mass shooters, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, have far more to do with societal norms, dangerous medications, a lack of high-quality mental health services, and the normalization of violence through entertainment, video games, and the like, not to mention the politics of it all, than it does with gun laws. Let's be very clear about this, Sheriff. We need to be very careful to understand what the problem is here. They're going after the complete wrong problem, and it's going to get worse with their actions. Yeah, and, and those who have opposed this new pretend legislation from uh, these 15, 17 uh, Republicans who are intentionally violating uh, the, the law of the land, uh, this this whole thing is, is going to have, I think, uh, serious repercussions. But again, there, there, it just needs to be some criminal. Uh, something has to happen to these people more than that. And they're certainly trying to go after Donald Trump criminally. They should be, uh, the people should be demanding the same for uh, anyone 
who intentionally violates the Constitution. And that's really where we're at here. And and the intent of the Founding Fathers, and this is described in, in both of my gun control books um, uh, that I've written, uh, the first one back in 1994, and I rewrote it in 1999, from my cold dead fingers, why America needs guns. Well, the answer to that simply is because we need liberty. And the part of the Second Amendment where it says a well-regulated militia being necessary, being vital to the security of a free state. In other words, freedom. It's vital to the principles of freedom that we all love and have enjoyed so so long in this country. And it's so derelict I, in their duty in every state right now that we don't have well-regulated, organized militias being necessary for the security of a free state. We don't have yeah. militias that are organized and, and appropriately regulated uh, in the states right now. We've lost that. We've been derelict Good in our point. duty, sir. Yeah, good point. Some people say that that the National Guard took the place of the, of the militia. No, no, they didn't. And none of the legislation even mentions such a thing. And and I don't know what the answer is there. I really do not. And we, you know who we need to get on the show about the militia is Edwin Vieira. Uh, and I want to ask him, what is it that the militia is supposed to be doing to enforce the laws of the land uh, or the union, uh, as it mentioned in Article 1, Section 8? What does that look like, and when did it exist, and how did they do it? And I do believe that this existed during Shays Rebellion way back in the early parts of the formation of the United States of America. <clears throat> I, would like to, I would like to hear from him the, the, the truth about that, because I really don't – I do not know what that really is supposed to look I, like. I have some of the answers we can cover, and we can also work on getting Vieira on the radio with us and discuss it in great detail, which we ought to do. Uh, yeah. Before the end of the hour, I want to highlight this reality, too. Ladies and gentlemen, look, these criminals are taking away your right to keep and bear arms. They're infringing on your rights. And you know what? What are we, the people, supposed to do about that? You know, what are we supposed to do? Our hands individually seem to be tied, huh? How come there's not sheriffs, then, that are already saying, uh, we're not going to tolerate this? How come there's not sheriffs speaking out right now saying, look, Congress, you're out of control. Now, as far as I understand, the Senate passed it. The House passed something kind of totally different. So now this Senate thing needs to go back to the House, uh, and then if passed today or they're working on it, I don't know when, this weekend or whatever, uh, and then it will go to the president. What, is he elect, ladies and gentlemen, or not? See? Then it will go to this criminal in the White House that's not really the president at all, and uh, he'll go ahead and sign it and pass it. But now you got vote fraud. And you got people in office that don't belong there, election fraud. And then you put all that together and say, now they're going to pass gun control. And then who's going to stand up against it? We need lawsuits everywhere and sheriffs standing up everywhere saying, not on my watch, not in my jurisdiction. We need governors. We need everybody to push back and nullify now is, in my mind, the proper remedy with or without the militia, Sheriff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we can keep a lot of that nullification peaceful. If the governors and the legislatures and the sheriffs and county commissioners will stand strong against uh, the abuse and victimization of Americans in their uh, respective jurisdictions, this is this is a a powerful opportunity for the states to exercise the Tenth Amendment, and I sure hope they do. 
Yeah, but if Americans just watch porn and play video games and go to stadiums and entertain themselves and ignore this, we're going to cross a Rubicon that we don't want to cross, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you that right now. This is significant. We better stand up while we have the peaceful opportunity to do so. Yeah, and Sam, I really got hope again. Uh, for Texas, because Texas has been acquiescing on a lot of things. But I think the border issue has really strengthened them there. And for the GOP to come out the way they did in Texas, and now Maricopa County has also declared the same thing. Maricopa County, which is the greater Phoenix area, the Republican Party came out and said the election was a fraud. And the GOP across the entire state, uh, and I believe Texas is the second most populated state in the entire union. So that means r- millions of Republicans in Texas are now saying the election of 2020 was a fraud. Well, I got news for them. Uh, that's been happening probably for a decade, uh, for a century as well, as the gun control uh, pretend law in New York has been. And boy, it's going to take some real serious action from sheriffs and Congress and states to uh, nullify election fraud and to get it investigated and to get now we do have criminal charges that should be going to thousands of people across the country, thousands of politicians, thousands of 501c3s that have allowed this and been a part of it and who have created the 2000 Mules uh, documentary. And And by the way, Sheriff, you ready for for the great news? Sure. We have the ability to show 2,000 mules at our press conference now. After the press conference, we can show the movie. Oh, wonderful. Well, I wanted to start off with John Oliver's comment about, do the people have a right to ask how their votes are being counted in this country when they have an election? Well, that will happen two- during the press conference, sir. Yes, so we got absolutely. a lot coming up. Keep an eye on this ball, ladies and gentlemen. CSPOA.org slash elections. We're going to have a press conference on July the 12th in Vegas. More details to come soon following our press release. We're working on this hard, ladies and gentlemen. And I've got incredible news all over the place. I'll tell you about it as the broadcasts unfold over the next several weeks. Thank you so much, Sheriff Mack. CSPOA.org. Become a member today. We the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore America, but you got to get involved, folks. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use, no doubt, continues now. Uh, This is the broadcast for Friday, June 24th, in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two. And our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. The checks and balances, brilliant, ladies and gentlemen, and one of the peaceful solutions we still have at our fingertips. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. 
Furthermore, ladies and gentlemen, it is a freedom-loving, fantastic, faith-filled. We're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time Friday. And, man, everybody's on the road. <laughs> Sheriff Mack was on the road taking care of business. Scott Bradley's on the road taking care of business. You got to dig it. Dr. Bradley, welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I had to go a mile and a half from where I'm uh, spending some time to just get uh, on high enough a hill to get a signal. So we're hoping the audio is going to last through the whole program. Well, right now you sound uh, like phone audio. It's not studio like normal, but it is good quality, and we can hear you just fine, sir. By the way, Dr. Scott Bradley's website, Freedoms. RisingSun.com. Check that out for his weekly webinars, his collegiate series, and a whole lot more. Uh, but Dr. Bradley, on one hand, the Supreme Court gave us a narrow victory, said, hey, the New York law uh, creating proper cause. In other words, you had to ask for permission to have a concealed carry. And if you didn't have proper cause or justifiable cause of the government, they'd turn you down. Uh, they say that's unconstitutional now. That's the Supreme Court in a six to three decision. Uh, but they've also admitted that law has been on the books for well over 100 years, and it's on the books in several other states. Uh, it's been on the books for more than a century. Uh, California, Hawaii, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Jersey, and Rhode Island have similar laws uh, on the books. It affects well over a quarter of the United States citizenry, and it's been unconstitutional for over 100 years. Dr. Bradley. You know, the thing that gets me, and this is even a broader uh, perspective because of what's going on right now in the, the Congress, but um, I don't understand that nobody seems to ever read the plain English words, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. I mean, it's plain English, a few little words, Straight out of the Noah Webster Dictionary, every one of those definitions of those words is known. There, is, there cannot possibly be any misconstraint of that, but the violations of that, of, as you point out in this particular case, we've got a quarter of the population of the United States that has been laboring under an unconstitutional law. Now, that's not the only one. We've got twenty to 25,000 unconstitutional gun laws on the books today but the jackasses that are in the senate bipartisan stop thinking the republican party is going to save you people it is not going to save you we have one savior it's jesus christ we need to apply his words his law on this land the land of liberty he established and we need to stop listening to to uh, partisan stuff that can flip on a dime on you. And the stuff that has been put together in the Senate with the help of both Democrats and Republicans, and of course it was ramrodded through with the um, agenda and the mentality that's there, which there isn't much mental capacity, I don't think. But the point of the matter is screaming baboons are running the country. And if you've ever watched Screaming Baboons, you know there's not a lot of um, intelligence going on. But the point of the matter is we are losing this nation because of hyperbole and hyperventilating and panic 
and that's just the way it is right now. And I don't, I know the terminology I'm using is the nicest I can use on the radio at this time. And it may seem harsh. It might, might seem even a little bit, just a little bit kind of on the edge. And it is, I, I admit, but it's not nearly as bad as we ought to be making this noise right now. So, yeah, we get a little bone thrown to us by a Supreme Court decision that, as you point out, is quite narrow. And um, the plain English words of the Constitution, which everybody that's in office, including the justices, everybody that holds uh, legislative ex- experience, everybody that's in the judicial, everybody that's in the, uh, in the executive, everybody that enforces the law takes an oath to uphold the Constitution of the United States, and of course, there are state constitutions. Now, state constitutions, there's 44 state constitutions that have almost an identical Second Amendment phraseology. Uh, And 31 of those, I believe it is, uh, speak specifically about the right to keep and bear arms for defensive purposes. It is absolutely absurd to me that we have to have this discussion this morning But I am absolutely appalled, shocked, and chagrined at how, again, screaming baboons are running this country. And uh, you might also watch baboons as being vicious predators. And we could apply that to people, sexual predators, and so on and so forth, with people as high in office as the President of the United States. But I am absolutely, I I guess, I, I just have to weep, just weep because there seems to be no one that holds office that cares. I don't know, Sam, am I overstating my position? Uh, Not even close. My next question to you is going to relate directly to a couple of things. Number one, when these people commit these criminal activities of pretend legislation. Okay, look, this abuse of the Constitution has been on the books in New York and represented in many other states, as I've already highlighted, for over 100 years of constitutional abuse. Now the courts call a spade a spade and everybody freaks. Now they're trying to get legislative bodies to go back and nullify the court on this. But remember, whenever the Supreme Law is in uh, battle or whatever you want to say, conflict with any other law, the Supreme Law takes precedence, even if they create pretend legislation and put more pretend laws on the books like Congress is trying to do and like they're trying to get New York and other legislative bodies to do uh, by state and by local. Uh, None of those laws have effect. The Supreme Law always takes precedence, doctor. Well, your statement is absolutely correct, Sam. In fact, uh, the way uh, Noah Webster, founding father Noah Webster, puts out the first American dictionary, comprehensive dictionary, under his definition of constitution, it is paramount, superior to, the constitution is paramount to all other laws. That means you cannot legislate of it around, get out of it, out from underneath it, anything, as Madison put it, that is uh, unconstitutional is the illegal null and void. And and so here we have, again, screaming baboons. They're the most iconic view I can come up with this morning of, of who's doing what where. And um, and the plain English words are such that, that they could not be possibly misinterpreted. And, and we think that by holding our mouth a certain way and manipulating the levers of government under again, screaming baboons that have been put in office by an unknowing population. You know, the, the old statement that um, our liberty really is held 
by eternal vigilance. And, uh, and we are not vigilant. We are not understanding the tradition of the founding fathers. We are not understanding the basis of our liberties. And therefore, we get what we deserve, I guess. You know, you refer to this pretend law stuff. Let's just take your listening audience back to the Declaration of Independence. And when the American founding fathers created that, they did a lot of things that are absolutely foundational that apply today every bit as much as they do today. You know, the purpose of government is to secure God-given rights. It's the right of the people to alter or abolish governments and institute new governments when they begin to be abused. And that's exactly what they did. It's exactly what still lays within our right. We, I've always said we have two things the founders didn't have, and that's why armed rebellion is not becoming of our people. One of them is the Constitution, and the other one is the vote. And I, my argument is becoming more and more weak, I'm sorry to say, because the Constitution has been set aside virtually entirely, and the vote has been stolen. And they've been stealing it not just in 2020, but for decades. And in fact, well, centuries almost. But the fact of the matter is, as we look back at the Declaration, we find some of these absolutely foundational, eloquently stated purposes in the first few paragraphs and the last few paragraphs of the Declaration, uh, which absolutely apply. But in the middle of the Declaration are 27 offenses of the king. These are the things, the causes, which bring about rebellion, justifiable rebellion. And, 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 and let's look at number eight, for example. He is obstructed, meaning the king. This is an accusation against the king. Our, our government is elective by uh, our constitution, and now we're thinking we're electing monarchs, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, he, meaning the king, in the eighth um, offense of the king, he has obstructed the administration of justice, Okay. He has combined with others to uh, subject us to the jurisdiction foreign to our Constitution. He has erected this by this way. This is number 10. He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and get our substance. Yeah, like the IRS and Homeland Security, the FDA, the DEA, the CIA, the, uh, I mean, wow, the Education Department, the FBI. I'm just getting started, baby. Dr. Scott Bradley's with me. FreedomsRisingSun.com is website. Screaming baboons are running the country. No doubt about that reality check. Sad to say, back in a flash, a lot of hard-hitting talk straight ahead. Don't go anywhere. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. Calling all patriots. Come meet a modern-day hero, Tom Jones, on day 68 of his 76 marathons in 76 days on behalf of the American Village West. We'll be at the Liberty Hall in Far West, Utah, on Friday evening, June 24th at 5 p.m. There will be free food and drinks. Who is Tom Jones? Loving Liberty's Sam Bushman interviewed him on day one in Alabama just moments before he began his first marathon. Get to know Tom at unitedwepledge.org. 
You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. I am live, ladies and gentlemen, on this faith-filled, freedom-loving Friday. Dr. Scott Bradley's on the road, on a hilltop, with a cell phone. Liberty's that important, ladies and gentlemen. Sadly, the country's being ran by... A bunch of baboons, ladies and gentlemen. Screaming. Baboons. Chasing one another. That's what it sounds like when that's happening, ladies and gentlemen. And when you have carnival barkers in the media joining the baboon fray, isn't that what it sounds like? Think about that, ladies and gentlemen. Boy, is Dr. Bradley spot on uh, with his descriptions. Now, our gun rights are being infringed just when the court gives us a little bit of breathing room. Congress comes in to betray their oaths of office. They're all traitors. They ought to be removed from office immediately for their abuses. They ought to be tried for criminal activity, in my opinion. Uh, Dr. Bradley, this is just pretend legislation. They don't have any authority to violate the supreme law of the land. There's, uh, infringe is very simple, not to be encroached upon, not to be infringed, not to be tampered with, not to be broken, not to be manipulated, not to be, I mean, there's a gazillion words to describe. This is just pretend legislation we're talking about right now, even if it passes. Well, that's the problem, is it's not going to be altered uh, or modified or uh, set aside in any way unless everybody in this country comes out of their chair and they tell everybody. Now, look, if we have to change out the entire Congress, I mean, this is possible to do every two years, you know, the House of Representatives. (coughs) We can throw the bums out (coughs) completely. I know I I think the way the Democrats have been now, again, please do not assume that I have any endorsement of Republicans because they're every bit as traitorous in most instances. On the Second Amendment, they've been a little more firm than they in many other instances, but they're they're folding, rolling over on this thing. Yeah. And in many ways, the Republicans are worse because they pretend they're your friend and stab you in the back, too, just like they're doing right now with this gun reality check. And that's absolutely exactly what's happening. But here's the deal. You know, I've been, you know, I've been of a mind that the Democrats were going to lose maybe 100 seats in in the uh, midterm elections this November. Now, that would be a a delight to see that happen. But there's always another socialist waiting in the wings. Um, And, and, you know, um, 
the uh, Marjorie Taylor Greens and the and the uh, Laurel Boberts uh, are very rare. I don't know why the men can't get some brass balls like those girls have and stand up to the with a little backbone to these buffoons that that are running things. Buffoons and baboons are similar, I guess. But at any rate, no. Um, I, I've i been of the opinion that... Dan Usually Ford baboons are smarter than buffoons, but other than that, I agree. Right. But the the Democrats, you know, I was thinking, man, they might lose 100, 100 seats in the House this year. But you know what? I If we lost 435 and replaced them with soundly founded people, it'd be fine with me. But, but I think that everybody, and the only way it's going to stop now is if the House says no. Because we have had these traitors in the Senate, as you point out, that have done what they've done. And if, the, if, if all Americans in unison stand up and say no, the House may get the message. That's the only way to stop it now. That doesn't yeah, I mean pray that happens, but, don't, but I don't predict it. But look, 17 Republicans betrayed us on this. 15 voted for gun control for this pretend legislation two were missing in action so literally but in effect 17 republicans virtually went along dr bradley yeah they, they're cowards to the core that do not understand the oath of office nor plain english words they are traitorous now here's the problem well let me here's what they've done okay let's go back to the to the uh declaration again for a minute in in the 13th uh accusation against the king this idea of acts of pretended legislation. See, because in that 13th uh, accusation, it talks about uh, jurisdictions foreign to our Constitution. That's exactly what they're doing. They're taking it foreign to our Constitution, creating acts of pretended legislation. Let's uh, jump down to the 21st accusation against the king, altering fundamentally the forms of our governments. That's exactly what they're doing right now as we're speaking. And we, the people, have been complicit in this thing by allowing people to hold office. Let's go back to this idea just for a second again. We cannot remove them from office once they've been elected. Back in the old Articles of Confederation, they had recall is what they called it. And, and they, they could pull the plug, if you will, on legislators while they were in office in their term and, um, and basically bring them home. And the founding fathers that wrote the Constitution knew of that clause. They had ex- personal firsthand experience with it and found that it was not only disruptive, it was something that undermined uh, the government that needed to be able to perform its labors. And R.R. Livingston gives a magnificent dissertation on that in uh, Elliot's debates, if you want to look that up, but we won't talk about that right this moment. We could explain that at length as to why that's a good approach to things. But that means that we, the people, have got to be wise in who we put into office. We must unequivocally hold people accountable for their being baboons while they're in office, listening to baboons, that are screaming in the hallways. or I mean, Sam, we've walked the hallways of, of the offices of the Congress and the Senate. I mean, where they have their, you know, staffs and all that kind of stuff. We've been there. We've seen the mobs that come through to lobby for things. And the senators and congressmen, I can remember waiting in the hall for senators and congressmen or waiting in the vestibule of their office 
listening to people pleading for the levers of government to be pulled in behalf of their uh, them or their clients in unconstitutional manners. It is absolutely appalling. I don't think your listeners can fully grasp what is going on right now as everybody is seeking to control the government through their vocalization and their noise. It is bound, it is established, the chains are there, the Constitution, they have agreed to be held in shackles of the Constitution, and everybody virtually has set it aside. It's appalling to me. And and I hope and pray that Americans will come out of their chairs on this thing, and, and there will be a retribution, and nobody, I mean, it'll... It'll send a message institutionally to anybody for generations to come, if we've got that long. I'm not sure that we can survive the idiocy we've got going right now. Well, let me double down on this reality. Not only is it they don't have a right to infringe on our right to keep and bear arms, not only is it a God-given inalienable right of self-defense codified in the Second Amendment, uh, this is an untouchable, though, that God gave us these rights of defense. Governments just put on notice that they cannot touch it. Uh, But the first part of the Second Amendment is just as vital, in my opinion, a well-regulated militia being necessary for the security of a free state. We have been derelict in our duties in America. We don't really have well-regulated, organized militias. And the reason that I say this is so important is because, remember, every one of those militia members, every one of those American citizens, every one of those free people would have a gun in this militia scenario. Every one of them. And so when they kind of run around and try to infringe, the militia would just go, I don't think so. We're supposed to be well-regulated here, and we um, practice and we work together to make sure that it's safe and precisioned and tuned up and ready to go to defend the republic. Remember, being necessary for the security of a free state. So what I mean is when when we have our dereliction of duty and we let militias go by the wayside in America then we we lose this huge contingent that could stand up and say no and i don't mean by force at this point i just mean by look every day in our state the militia trains and is well regulated and is organized and is ready to protect america and that very fundamental we need ammunition we need guns for our militias and if that was the case all over the country i don't think it'd be as easy for them to win this debate but when we go oh it's about hunting oh it's about it's about um collector's items uh, you know uh, this isn't really a, uh, a a general right this is just a good idea the founders had. it's not necessary anymore and then uh, joe biden lies and says back in the day they couldn't even buy cannons well yes they could first of all and it was never meant for us to have this kind of firepower well they have the firepower of the day they had then and we have the firepower of the day we have now that doesn't change reality of a god-given fundamental right um that government shall not infringe that doesn't change the necessary for a well-regulated militia uh, to stand up so in my opinion this dereliction of duty and right after the pause we'll have you take off on this dr bradley but this dereliction of duty regarding militias in america today are one of the great reasons we're not able to gain the upper hand in this debate we'll have you respond to that in seconds ladies and gentlemen you are listening to liberty roundtable live Across the land. 
You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. Air travel is struggling as carriers are having difficult time keeping their schedules. Nearly 8,000 flights this week were canceled in the United States. Allied Pilots Association spokesperson Dennis Tager says airlines are overbooking, leading to cancellations. We are beyond exhausted. They are trying to get us to fly to the maximums that the FAA has. The bad news is it means a flight cancels. When you schedule the airline to the max, you're going to have failures. The Senate on Thursday approved a bipartisan gun control bill, clearing the way for a final congressional approval of what will be lawmakers' most far-reaching response in decades to gun control. The $13 billion measure would toughen background checks for the youngest gun buyers and help government put in place red flag laws. That makes it easier for lawmakers to take guns away from citizens it deems unfit. USA Radio News. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshares. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, well, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, founder and CEO of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sounds crazy, right? Well, the crazy thing is, this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare, you'll pay nothing. Were you lied to when buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-478-7733. 800-478-7733. Representative Liz Cheney is starting to ask Democrats to switch parties and vote for her as she faces a tough primary. Cheney's campaign website recently added a section that tells voters they must be registered as a Republican to vote for Cheney in the Wyoming August 16th primary. The Biden administration plans to do some major overhauling. The Biden administration proposed a dramatic overhaul of campus sexual assault rules, supporting the rights of victims and widening colleges' responsibility in addressing sexual misconduct. For the first time, the rules would formally protect LGBTQ students. The proposal announced on the 50th anniversary of Title IX, which outlaws discrimination based on sex in schools and colleges is intended to replace a set of controversial rules issued during the Trump administration by Education Secretary Betsy DeVos. For USA Radio News Los Angeles Bureau, I'm Ellie Andrews. USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. I am so sorry to interrupt. There's two incredible things going on. Then we'll get back to Dr. Bradley and this gun control thing uh, and the militia and everything else I set the stage for. Number one, we're going to have an event tonight at Liberty Hall in Far West, Utah, 5 p.m. Tom Jones, the runner, will be there speaking. Dennis Levitt will talk about unitedwepledge.org. I'll be there to MC free food, a fantastic party and speakers and celebration, 5 p.m. It's free. Be there. Secondarily, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you know this, Dr. Bradley, because you're kind of out in the sticks. Supreme Court overturns Roe versus Wade. It just came out.
Uh-oh, we lost Dr. Bradley. No, I'm I'm still here. I was I was waiting for you to to make some other response than that, but yes indeed. Um, oh, I'll make a response. I just wanted to give you the first shot, sir. No, I I mean it's been anticipated. It was uh it was an abomination. Uh it was an abortion that should have been born dead back in 1973. Uh we have uh it's been something that's been against God's law from the beginning. The Founding Fathers understood the nature of the beast. And in fact, Blackstone wrote extensively about it in, in his first uh, volume of commentaries on the law. I mean, the free men in England have known about that. Uh, they've known that unborn children are, are legally people. And Blackstone covers how the law covered them as legal living people. I mean, it's like where in blazes... Has anybody thought they had any justification in this particular issue? And and so, okay, now we're going to see what the response of the baboons is and see if they uh, do this uh, time of violence or retribution or somehow they're going to be screaming in the streets as, as baboons. I don't know. But, uh, but there has never been a shred of any kind of authorization justification or morality in what this uh, the decision that was made back in 1973 and and basically laws have been against since laws were being written you know and so yeah there's uh, it's interesting they've done that but I, I i'm waiting for the baboons to respond i guess well and that's why i bring up the militia believe it or not this ruling and i was going to ask you about this later uh, when was it going to come out well it's already out now it's overturned roe versus wade but the baboons screaming, as you wisely point out, are threatening violence all over the country. This weekend will be a, I hate to say this, will be a bloodbath. They're going to go psychotic. And this is where the militias could be so relevant, Dr. Bradley. Well, absolutely. And by the way, a lot of people are of the opinion, it's an incorrect assumption or, or belief, that the militias are the National Guard. The, they didn't, the National Guard didn't even exist until, like, I think the Dick Act was something like 1903 when that was created and, and created the National Guard program. The militias are, well, the co-author, if you will, of the, of the Second Amendment was George Mason, brilliant man out of Virginia, and uh, he said, I asked her, what is the militia? It is the whole people except for a few public officials. Of course, I don't want to be one of those public officials, but everyone, the right to keep and bear arms. I mean, here's Sam Adams. The Constitution will never be construed to prevent the people of the United States who are peaceable citizens from keeping their own arms. We could go on and on and on and on about that. Jefferson says no free man shall ever be debarred the use of arms. And <clears throat> the concept of an armed citizenry is absolutely essential to the preservation of liberty. Now, if we go back and we can look, okay, let's let's look in the Constitution again. Can we believe we go back to that so often? If you look in Article 1, Section 8, this uh, regulation of military force is given to the Congress. Why? Because they're closer to the people. Why? Because the people shed their blood, their fortunes, and their sacred honor on the battlefields. But, but here's, you know, just uh, offenses against the law of nations, declare war, letters of mark and reprisal, as raise and support armies, maintain the Navy, make rules for government regulation of land and naval forces, 
provide for calling forth of militias, provide for organizing, arming, and disciplining the militia when they are employed in the service of the United States. All of these things. See, Congress cannot say, okay, I'll use guys that are out there in the States. You're under our thumb. No. Only when they've been activated by an act of Congress can they, the Congress have any authority over them. But the militia is, as George Mason and others have stated so eloquently, the militia is the whole people. Now, this idea of training the militia is a responsibility that should be carried out in each state. In Utah, for example, our home state, the Constitution of Utah specifically states that Utah must have a militia. Oh, well, we don't need to listen to that old Constitution stuff. We shouldn't. No, no, no. They've ignored it for almost 150 years, completely ignored it. And and it's like, oh, okay, so I see how governors become legislators that are elected monarchs like they did in Utah during the this pandemic that happened. But at any rate, I, I diverge perhaps a little bit. But the reason for that, one of the reasons anyway, was that uh, the United States founding fathers were very concerned about standing armies. And, and that's why, you know, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 12 talks about, you know, they can't authorize money for supporting the military for longer than two years because they were worried about a standing army becoming the power within the nation. Now, we have other things that are taking the place of standing armies, like IRS agents and BATFE agents and those federal government agents that are out there that are standing army, they're Purchases of ammunition, for example, dwarf anything purchased by people anymore. Those are standing armies among us right now. But they're not calling them an army. They're calling them an enforcement arm of some kind of a ABC, uh, you know, alphabet soup group that, uh, that's been unconstitutionally created. But what? Why is this standing armies? Okay, here's something that Madison said during the Constitution Convention. He says, a standing military force with an overgrown executive, okay, use your judgment here, kids, going on, will not long be safe companions to liberty. The means of defense against foreign danger have always been the instruments of tyranny at home. Among the Romans, it was a standing army to excite, excuse me, an standing maxim to excite a war whenever a revolt was apprehended. Now, that's what's brewing right now with the baboons on the streets. Throughout Europe, all the armies kept up under the pretext of defending have enslaved the people. Okay, so so that's what the concern was, where we have, you know, a big government force, a military force. They can control the people and enslave them, and that's what they've seen throughout history, throughout the Roman Empire, Okay. And so everybody was to be armed in the United States. That was one of the major, if you will, motivating factors and forces in maintaining liberty. And those militias were to be trained in the proper use of these military-type weapons. They, you know, they weren't limited to muskets or you know, black powder cannons or whatever Joe Biden would want you to do. No, these were military-grade weapons. These were in the hands of the people. The states have and have always had a responsibility 
to help the people be trained in the arms. If you read Utah's Constitution, for example, they should be providing the weapons into the hands of the U.S. of the uh, Utah citizenry. And if, in fact, the baboons get on the streets and start burning the towns down, the militia would be able to pre- prevent that within their own states. So the idea that some would propose, let's, before we leave this, uh, let's make sure people understand that the militia is not the, the National Guard. The militia is all the people, is the way the Founding Fathers intended it. The militia was supposed to be well-trained in, in the use of arms to prevent tyranny. And tyranny it, is civil disruption. I mean, if you have the baboons in the streets burning down the cities. Oh, wait a minute. That's happened before in recent history, hasn't it? The citizenry were to be able to call on their own armed brothers and sisters in their states to put that down. Now, what we've done today is complete perversion of that. And and I would, you know, it would just do my heart good, I guess I could say, to some legislator in the state of Utah and all the other states, but in our own home state, for them to say, uh, ladies and gentlemen of the Senate and of the House in the state of Utah, it's time for us to reread the Utah Constitution and say what it says about training and arming a militia within this state, and here's what the intent was. Boom, boom, boom. Maybe that was a bad sound effect. Anyway, point of the matter is that was what was intended. Ladies and gentlemen, and I'm telling you right now, even the Homeland Security, which I think is unconstitutional and should be completely shut down, it was created on Republican watch, I might add. Nevertheless, uh, they've got a bulletin out saying there's going to be literally carnage all across this land over this. The pro-death people are going to go berserk now. I want to talk about that a little more in seconds with Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com on radio. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast. And that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. If the COVID-19 shot is safe and effective, then why are 20% of healthcare workers refusing to get it? If the COVID-19 injection is safe and effective, then why is big tech silencing anyone who opposes it? If the COVID injection is safe and effective, then why is our federal government's reporting system recording over 14,000 deaths from the vaccine and an additional 650,000 plus serious adverse reactions. If the COVID shot is safe and effective, then why did Dr. Gert Vandenbosch, recognized as one of the world's chief vaccine experts, risk his entire career and his reputation to plead with the medical community to immediately halt all COVID-19 vaccinations, calling mass COVID vaccinations an uncontrollable monster? Doesn't sound very safe and effective. Maybe it's time to call a spade a spade. 
At no time in history have the people forcing others into compliance been the good guys. Paid for by Ammon Bundy for Governor. VoteBundy.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the pro-choice Ku Klux Klan is going nuts. They're going to go crazy. Yes, indeed, Roe versus Wade overturned its historic. Donald Trump put a few Supreme Court justices on the court. We've criticized them for their folly in the past for justifiable reasons, but this time they get it right. They say the federal government has no authority to murder babies. Amen to that reality check. Five to four decisions just passed now, but the baboons in the streets, the screaming baboons, ladies and gentlemen, are absolutely going to come unhinged, Dr. Bradley. And sadly, in America, we should have militias to stop them. And just to say at every town hall, at every street corner, along the streets of the greatest country on the face of the earth, every business, hey, you're not going to go ballistic here, or I'm telling you right now, you're going to have trouble with the militia in every given state in the union. We've been derelict in our duties, and I bring the two together right now on purpose because pro-life is the only real purpose for government. The protection of life, liberty, and property is the only real, valid, legitimate reason the proper role of government even exists. It's a necessary evil, right? Well, now you've got the baboons screaming in the streets. You've got these unhinged pro-death folks who don't care about life. They're going to be running the streets with reckless revenge in their hearts and on their minds. The demons of death will be unleashed on we the people right now. Um, I wish we had the militias to stop them, Dr. Bradley. I really do. Well, again, we have been so complicit and complacent for so many years in this nation that literally we have, we have eviscerated the backbone and anything else that we might have used to preserve this nation. And, and we have a generation of mamby-pamby, you know, people wannabes that, that are going to roll over to the, to the Marxists. And I think back, <clears throat> I, I've, <laughs> I've been in the middle of some of these, um, oh, I don't know, disruptions, let's call them that, where uh, somehow the mob seems to get control of things. And, and it, there's an energy and a... They're, it's really, really amazing how animalistic things become almost instantly. I think back, you know, I worked in a little town in Montana back in the 60s. Um, and some of you may remember that are as old as I am, <laughs> that uh, back during the 60s, there was a lot of disruption in uh, a lot of civil situations that, that weren't so civil, by the way. But, but in this little town... There was a group of outside agitators that came in one summer night and uh, began rioting in the town, breaking store windows and, and you know, just basically throwing, you know, soda pop uh, bottles around that had gasoline and stuff like that. And the, the men of the community uh, got together, and that, it was all it was. I mean, the, I, I think there was maybe two or three police officers in the entire town. But the men in the community came out. They settled things down. They um, uh, basically rounded up the agitators. The, the, the little town jail, I think, only had one cell. I don't remember for sure. But at any rate, they, they tied the, these agitators to trees. I mean, they wrapped their arms around trees, and sometimes they'd have two or three of them tied to a big tree where their arms were tied together around the tree, and they left them sitting there all night long. 
And in the morning, they, they cut them loose and they, you know, hang dog, you know, tail between their legs. They all picked up and left town quietly and, and without any further ado. But, but that was a small scale kind of thing of maybe what needs to be reinstituted in the United States again today. You say, oh, that's vigilanteism. No, it isn't. It's people protecting the things that are worth protecting. And, um, and, and you say, oh, no, we've got to call the federal government. And you know what? There was nobody answering the phone back in those days. And, and it, it comes right down to it. Sometimes you've got to take care of business. And that's the way it used to be in America. People took care of their own business without looking for an outside source. Um, if you're out on a big campout trip in Alaska and you get a bear that keeps coming into camp and tearing your camp up, somehow you've got to stop that bear from doing that. You can't call the Forest Service when they're three days away and maybe not even answering the phone. you got to take care of business. And, and I'm sorry to say, but, but we've forgotten that in America. We don't take care of our own business anymore. So Amen I, to I, that. I, we've got to start doing so, ladies and gentlemen. Austin Roos, president of CFAM. We congratulate the U.S. Supreme Court on returning this to the American people. Kristen Hawkins, president of Students for Life. Now states will be free to set their own abortion laws, which means there will be a set of pro-life states and a set of, they say pro-abortion, but I say pro-death states, uh, at least until we can uh, change that game at the state level as well. But you're going to see a greater divide in America. This is where I'm talking about a possible civil war. When you literally have this kind of divide in America over pro-life, you have this kind of divide in America over election fraud. You have this kind of debate and, 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 and fight over some of these key fundamental issues. I don't know what's going to happen. I stand for pro-life and I stand for all that. I'm just telling you that um, we haven't seen the divisions yet like we're going to see, Dr. Bradley. As sad as that is to say. Well, it, it is interesting to me. Um, again, I interest is is a euphemistic term it's it's kind of a, a, a it, we're entering the challenging time and and uh, Americans need to recognize that that we're so different than we used to be I mean you talk about the divisions let's go to George Washington's farewell address for just a second he, he briefly said citizens by birth or choice of the common country that country has a right to concentrate your affections the name American, which belongs to you in your national capacity, must always exalt just pride of patriotism more than any appellation derived from local discriminations or from your political screamings. Anyway, with slight shades of difference, you have the same religion, manners, habits, and political principles. You have, in a common cause, fought and triumphed together. The independence and liberty you possess are the work of joint councils and joint efforts of common dangers, suffering, and successes. So that day is gone in America. There has been a Marxist movement for decades in this country to divide and conquer. That, as we've talked so many times on your program, the Marxist approach is through conflict. Men against women, black against white, religion against atheists, um, money against uh, socioeconomic Yeah, rich supply. against poor, gay I mean, against straight. We could go on and on and on. Those who say there's vote fraud, those who say there's not, and on and on, right? 
Absolutely. And so what's happened is there's been this concerted effort at division, and, and out of that, the, the what's been far too successful throughout all of history has been disruption that ultimately destabilizes society and ultimately results in the overthrow of that society. And when the Illuminists were doing it in the French Revolution back in the late 1700s, they were overthrowing monarchy. Now they're overthrowing uh, democracies, if you will. They're using the term that so many or republics. Yeah, really constitutional republics. Is, that's right. We are a constitution. We have been. That was the intent. But we've become more and more and more of a democracy. But the fact of the matter is that whatever form of government is, is currently there, the intent is to overthrow it. And this uh, baboonery that's going on with with uh, this disruption that is anticipated with the Roe v. Wade decision is just another segment of this stuff. And what Americans need to realize that we are Americans. This appellation of we, we, that, we, an appellation is a denomination. It's a, it's your name, okay? Your name. We are this magnificent country. We it has a right to our. It says just always exalt the just pride of patriotism. That's what Washington said. I mean, and and we are just. <coughs> excuse me. We're throwing away. Certainly, the greatest country that's ever existed in modern history, in virtually any circumstance that we can possibly think of, there may have been some small, short-term success kinds of things throughout history, but this is all our back trail is well understood. It's well documented. We could go back and do this right, but we, the people, continue to say, "Oh, I'm going to call in somebody else to, to shine my shoes and to." clean my carpets and to paint my fence or whatever. We we just turn it over to somebody else, and we don't even want to take the responsibility of sweeping our own front porch. And um, I'm, I'm afraid that we're going to have some hard lessons to learn. There's no doubt hard lessons are around the corner. There's no doubt the divisions have never been greater in the greatest country on the face of the earth. United we stand. Uh, divisions we fall. Uh, we better be very careful about that. The only way back, ladies and gentlemen, is God, family, and country. And thou shalt not kill. Uh, thank heavens. We've at least seen some common sense on this with Roe versus Wade being overturned today. It's a blessing. Uh, it's a start. we got to work harder. There's going to be a lot of states that are going to double down in death. There's going to be a lot of states that will stand up for pro-life. It's time if you live in a pro-death state to get the heck out of there and move, ladies and gentlemen. We have an opportunity to really stand up and be counted now, but it's going to take the greater um, efforts by many, many, many Americans to move the needles in the right direction. But take courage. I testify to you that God's in his heavens, ladies and gentlemen, and he knows us and he loves us. And if we turn to him and repent, he will heal our land and he will protect us. It's a biblical promise. And I'm here to tell you that God keeps his promises. The only question left is, will we do our part? Will we repent? Will we turn to him? Will we keep his commandments? And if we do, rich blessings are in store. And if we don't, it's going to get rough fast. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to get involved. This is serious business, ladies and gentlemen, and it's never been so stark, so direct, so clear. Dr. Bradley. Well, you've hit it right on the head, Sam, and we've got to look at our back trail. We've got to look mighty serious at it. And unless and until the Americans that uh, want liberty start to 
being willing to stand up for it and uh, start becoming masters of our own destiny, if you will, we're going to continue to be slaves within our own country. And uh, sadly, uh, that's kind of the direction we're going if we don't wake up and start to recognize the magnificent principles that we've been given and start abiding by them. So, Amen. You know, now, I've been calling on God the militia the real Republic. quick. I've been calling on the militia, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of people would say that's a violent response. I disagree. The militia, if used properly by the intent of the founding fathers, was a defense mechanism against out-of-control government. And as long as the government obeys the laws and obeys their proper jurisdictional delegated authority, as long as they stay in their lane like they've been mandated to by the supreme law of the land, contract, the U.S. Constitution, and all the state constitutions, as long as they maintain their proper role and stay in their lane, we don't have issue at all. But if they get out of control, ladies and gentlemen, then uh, you know what? They're the ones not keeping the peace. We call for militias because that's the way we follow the Prince of Peace insisting and demanding that they obey the law that's a peaceful move folks and if it's not peaceful why are they violating the peace of the greatest country on the face of the earth we follow the prince of peace jesus christ and we believe militias is one of the founding father defensive ways to ensure that peace remains in the greatest country on the earth ladies and gentlemen take courage turn to god celebrate family the traditional God-ordained family, and stand up and be counted on the Lord's side to preserve your country. It's all about liberty, ladies and gentlemen. Do not trade it for security either. You'll wind up with neither. Jettison democracies. Stand for the constitutional republic. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic of the United States of America.